What is up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in order to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than the power of conversation? My name is Mark Francis. I'm one of your hosts for today. And joining us once again is the lovely Miss Alicia Vitalia. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Good. Good yeah. to see you. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited you. to be in the center seat again. There's something different and unique about sitting it's, in the center seat. It's neat. It's good to have you here. And we're missing Caleb. We're missing Caleb, but we have highlight Pearson, another Pearson no. here. Get yes, out of here. yes. If so. you're watching at home, <laughs> I'm in the middle of two amazing women. And we have over to my left, your right, watching audience at home, Suzanne Pearson. Hello. Mother of Caleb. The yes, Suzanne Pearson. Husband of Barry. Yep. The original Pearsons. That's right. We are the original Pearsons. Despite <laughs> what many at FBC might say, we were here first. <laughs> I, we're happy to share. That. We're happy to share. You know, <laughs> there, it seems like historically, as we talk about Pearsons, there is just this ooze of excitement about what you guys do in the youth program. Ooze. I mean, yeah, we're talking generations of people have levels. gone through your house. I believe in small yeah. groups at yeah. one point in time. That's true. And they come out of there for the better. So oh, well, thank you. You guys are amazing. I, I've got to ask, and I mean, you can fire away with questions to Suzanne, Alicia as well. But since we have you in the hot seat today, and Caleb is not here. I know. Caleb is your son. <laughs> so much ammunition, so little time. Firstborn. <laughs> you know what? What most embarrassing story can you share with us? Most and and I will, I'll preface this. Okay, guys, we are in the sermon spotlight podcast i understand and many of you are waiting and just learn yearning for the content <laughs> of what do we have to say about the sermon but i've got to hear the story first so I, you know when you asked me to do this of course the first question i asked was does caleb know that you asked me this <laughs> because i wasn't sure he would really you know let me within a, a mile of this of this room yeah. um but no, you said he, he gave full he, approval. Okay, he actually so see, suggested you. Did he? Well, he so now did. there's. I, I feel a little like maybe I shouldn't go. The guilt. You know, I can't go too deep. <laughs> Just give on us it, one but, little taste. Um, you know, I have to laugh because every time Mark Carey gets the chance to make a joke about Caleb, he says something about he's known him since he was in diapers. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought, well, I can't go diaper joke because Mark always uses it. But then I thought, well, it was the best four and a half years of Caleb's life. Oh, uh, boom, boom. Yeah. yes. <laughs> Amazing. Maybe a little Well, good. good. Thank you for good. just indulging us. <laughs> yes. But let's move on because you... He's crossing my name off that yeah. list He's right yeah. now. She's never, done. Never fired. <laughs> you, I mean, you serve in many different capacities here at church. We're excited to have you contribute to what you gleaned from the sermon this week. But also, where do you serve outside of FBC? What, what job do you have here in town? My job here in town is as the development director at Abacare Pregnancy Resource Center. Um, so I've been there for about two years. And uh, most folks, I think, at FBC are familiar with Abacare. Um, but it, it's just been such a blessing for me uh, to be a part of that ministry. Uh, Barry and I have been supporters of Abacare for a very long time. Mm. Um, and it's actually, uh, you know, kind of a funny story. Teresa Rhodes, who was the previous director at Abacare, tried to hire me for many years, several <laughs> different times. I almost pulled the trigger, just didn't seem like the timing was right. Um, and then Teresa retired and I came on staff. 
So wow. <laughs> that's great. Um, <laughs> Teresa's great there she, too. Yes, she's a good friend, and she uh, she's been very. Good I, have, about that, I have a question, yeah. and this this kind of relates to our last week's sermon when we were talking about William Wilberforce and um, just what he stood for, and just the human dignity and flourishing of mankind, and for us lay people how can we get involved in in abacare and just supporting the pro-life and give movement us a quick one and statement snapshot of what is abacare for those that don't know yeah abacare is a pregnancy resource center so we provide uh free pregnancy testing ultrasounds and options counseling to uh men and women who are experiencing unexpected pregnancy or unexpectedly difficult pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, So that can look like a lot of different things. Um, But so we have women anywhere from teenage uh, up through 30s and 40s that will come because they have found themselves um, in a situation that they didn't expect to be in. Um, And one of the things that I think is just really beautiful um, about Abacare is that it's not, um, the focus is not just on saving the baby. Obviously, we, our, our goal is, you know, we don't re- refer or recommend or perform mm-hmm. abortions. Our, our goal and our prayer is that these moms will choose life for their baby, but ultimately, mm-hmm. we just want to be salt and light to mm-hmm. them. Um, our vision statement is that we uh, equip with truth and empower with hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a very women-centered uh, organization. We really are trying to um, minister to women holistically so that we just meet them wherever they are with mm-hmm. with anything that they have going on and yeah. as a result of that we get to, to share the gospel a lot and just and just share truth That's about great. who Christ is with so how can folks. people get yeah how in. can we support yeah, that um the best thing to do is to go onto our website and get onto our newsletter list if you go to abacare.org slash partners there's a place there we can sign up for the newsletter we send that out once a month just to kind of keep you up to date with things that are going on prayer requests ways that you can be praying um, and, and to support us financially, we need mm-hmm. regular donors that are like, you know, monthly or quarterly donors that come alongside us because they really are what keep the doors open. And there's mm-hmm. another yearly banquet coming up. Yes. Yes. This year we actually are going to do two banquets awesome. um, because this in 2020, we opened up a second center in Martinsburg, West oh, Virginia. That's exciting. That's yes. A big deal. Very exciting. There's yeah. a huge need in Martinsburg. We were seeing a lot of women that were trying to figure out a way to get to Winchester. Um, mm-hmm. And so over a couple years of praying, it, it the, the Lord opened the door so that instead of trying to get them to us, that we could come to them. Mm. Um, and so now because we have the two communities, we're going to have two banquets. So September 30th is the Winchester banquet. And then October 1st is the Martinsburg banquet. And that's and so, an easy next step to get plugged in. Yes, Once you hear more about absolutely. that, to get tickets, yeah. to invite people. Yep. Um, so mark those dates down. Uh, the registration to actually register to come will be early August. Probably that'll be mm. open. We'll be looking for table hosts mm-hmm. who are willing to invite friends who are new to Abacare that could come on as new partners. And I know that there's plenty of people at FBC who regularly support. Yes. And it's always oh, important absolutely. and encouraging to get new people, mm-hmm. fresh yep. fresh blood, mm-hmm. to come in yeah. and support. So Yeah, because we're growing. You know, we, We're actually only open one day a week in Martinsburg right now, but we were trying to get to five days a week just like we have here in Winchester. So yeah. that's going to take wonderful. That's great. Take some growth. Yeah. Well, thanks for giving us that update. And, yeah, you, you know, for more thank support, you. go to the website for all yep. those details. Let's pivot to go into our primary purpose here of Sermon Spotlight and just review and recap the sermon. And Alicia, I'll turn your way first, but just we're in a, a per- quick respite in the Book of Romans. Mm-hmm. Um, Don Denhartog is here for a two-week mini-series, uh, essentially of wise living and wise mm-hmm. discernment in our current culture. Mm-hmm. And so he, he started us out with Proverbs 30 this past week. So give us kind of your rundown of what that looked like to you. Yeah, so the four things on earth are small, but they are exceedingly wise, verse 24 says mm-hmm. from Proverbs 30. And... Um, 
one thing that Don highlighted and I thought was so central to the whole message because of course this is just packed full of wisdom and uh, he he did a fantastic job of bringing in all kinds of practical application real life stories that we can relate to um, but I thought that the crux of what he said was may we be instructed and conformed from the inside out to be like the wisest king of all the Lord Jesus Christ hmm. Uh, hmm. Because Jesus is wisdom, and he is ultimately the one uh, that uh, we want to imitate. We want to be like him. And the, the key to our wisdom is that relationship with Jesus. And without a relationship with Jesus, I think that we would be foolish to think that we could be wise, that we yeah. could live wisely and um, live lives that would glorify him. We cannot do that without a relationship with Christ. And that's, you, you can always come back to the gospel, come back to the cross, mm -hmm. come back to Christ. Even when you're looking to an Old Testament passage, mm -hmm. how, how can I see Christ through this passage and how I'm called to live or how I'm called to apply what I'm learning about God? And, right. and I love it when I'm looking at you guys. You have just tons of notes. This is amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's so Well, it's I'm so the rookie. Cool. I had to have notes. <laughs> Bring it on. I, you know? I always have notes. I And I have like paper and I don't do the screen thing. The tablet, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, Suzanne, what's a big takeaway? You know, it's kind of one of the primary questions is what, what did you glean from the sermon? Yeah, I mean, I just thought it was awesome. You know, when you asked me to, to, to sit in on the podcast today, I thought, oh, great. It's going to be like something really theologically <laughs> difficult to understand. We're application heavy right, today. Right. Yes, and so when I heard this that this was the topic, I thought, okay, good. Animals, little cute animals. I can, <laughs> yeah. I can wrap my yeah. mind around that. Yeah. Um, and actually, I love that. You know, I, I'm sure you, Alicia, too, as a mom, like, that was one of the things we just mm -hmm. would always talk about with our kids. It's mm -hmm. just like looking at creation, looking mm -hmm. at the animals and, and just how intricate, intricately they are created and God gives them everything that they need. And, um, and so just to look at these four examples and, and I love the way Don kind of put that question to us, like what wise characteristic is being emphasized and how do we live that out? Mm -hmm. um, just really very application heavy, like you said. And, right. and if you look at the full perspective, and I like doing this from a worship team perspective of not just looking at the sermon, but the full package of the 70 or 75 minutes we're there together, the songs, the scripture, mm -hmm. the prayers that were that was given, it all centered on this theme of how creation speaks to the glory of God mm -hmm. and how we can learn from an ant or a rock badger or, I mean, go down the right. list right. Of, of how God in his wisdom has created all things and has set them in motion in a way that displays his glory. And then mm -hmm. we can see who he is through a rock badger, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> through right. a locust, through a lizard, whatever is going on. It, it is amazing. And then you look at the human, you know, how he's created us in the image of him and, and how just our human hearts are just beating and how... We're just breathing, mm -hmm. just displays to his glory. And, and I, I just go back to even Psalm 66, the opening passage that was read to start it out is just shout joyfully to God, all the earth, sing glory of his name, you know, and make his praise glorious. I mean, how awesome are your works? I mean, you can't get around not responding. Mm -hmm. And then when mm -hmm. you hear a passage like what Don gave, yeah, that's our call. Go live it out. Mm -hmm. How can we apply these? So there Bring it up. There was four, with all of your notes here, four, <laughs> four key points. So, you know, 
recap them for us and kind of give us a, a little bit of a take between the two of you guys. Yeah. So the first one was the ant, which was for us to be prepared uh, for when winter comes. And um, the second one was the rock badger. And that is for us to be cautious. It's a people not mighty, yet they make their homes in the cliffs. And then the locust teaches us to be cooperative. Uh, and then the lizard to be purposeful. It's so impressive to see how you can come up with these impressive mm-hmm. and great analogies just mm-hmm. out of a small, like four or five words right. <laughs> in scripture. Right. Right. So that is the beauty of God gifting teachers. And something <laughs> and neat that I was thinking about can do from that. With, with these examples, I, I asked myself the question, okay, how was Jesus modeling hmm. these things? How was Jesus prepared? And um, I thought about how he was always prayerful. Before he did anything big, he prayed. And um, so that uh, was one way that he had purpose and direction and foresight was his dependency on prayer, just his communing with the Father. And then um, how was he cautious, like the rock badger? Where where was his hmm. security? And um, his his um he he's gentle and lowly and i'm going to bring that out in just a minute minute but he um his security was in the father again but he resisted the devil's temptations um and then how was he cooperative he lived missionally and that's what he's like he's building his church he's bringing us all together so that we can have these missional lives for uh the purpose of his church and then purposefully uh he, everything that he did was purposed by the Father's will. And that was that, once again, is rooted in relationship. That's mm-hmm. how Jesus was prepared, cautious, cooperative, and purposeful. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And how do you live that out? So, Suzanne, I mean, you're new to us here. We want to hear kind of your thoughts. You know, when you come out of a sermon like that and you're living your week, whether it's Abba Care or serving with youth or just being at home with Barry or whatever's going on, how do you live out some of these points yeah i mean i this was just really a cool thing for me just to kind of break them down into the four and to sort of ask that question that don challenged us to ask Mm -hmm. at the end of just like okay what's the characteristic and in what you know what parts of your life do you need to look at that so um like you said just in a few words Mm -hmm. of scripture that you can just really unpack that um, and just so many examples, you know, kind of came to mind through throughout and, and, and things that I, I guess have already seen I've already seen in my life where, OK, this was a time when I was prepared for a situation. And so then once I faced it, I I mm-hmm. because I had been in the word mm-hmm. through something difficult, I mm-hmm. you know, I went through something difficult a couple of years ago and I um, the word was just my absolute solace during that Mm. time right yeah um and it was the the kind of trial where i could see it coming i kind of was eased into it um and because i was able to just get into god's word that once that started to unfold um just that idea of being fortified in that was my life and that is so my lifeline i mean that's so like jesus because when he was tempted that he responded to to the devil's temptations with the word of God. Mm-hmm. He that's what he spoke back to the devil, and uh, the devil had to flee. And that's like having God's word rooted in our heart 
is uh, such a place of security for us. It's a it's a defense uh, that can um, provide great protection. And how often for we, us. we I mean, we need to hear that because we say this repetitively on this podcast from the pulpit. The pastors are sharing that with us, and we forget. I mean, it's such a simple message. Mm-hmm. Go to the Word of God. Right. Understand <laughs> right. His heart. Get to know Him better. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could just repeat that and mm-hmm. still forget and right. still lose sight. Mm-hmm. And, and we and need to be reminded. Store it up in your heart. You know, that's yeah. the reason why God says that. Because, you know, and I, I loved what he brought out about the, the summer versus winter. You know, right. that like taking advantage of those resources while they're mm. plentiful, while, while they're readily mm-hmm. available. And when Barry and I were driving home, we came to FSAT. And as we were driving home, we were just talking about how true that is that I think, you know, we have that perception that, you know, the Bible is always going to be there, which it is. Mm-hmm. But once you're already in the middle of something, it's just so much harder to mm-hmm. go in cold and, and try to mm-hmm. find what the Lord is saying to you in that. But if you've stored it up ahead of time, having um, that foundation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yep. just, and, and most of the time we're really not going to know what's what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, it's just, it's central to whatever we're going to be facing. Another thing that I, that I remembered when he was teaching through this section about being prepared, um, years ago in youth group, we had a student who, um, her parents were going through a divorce hmm. and she had come to me and was just really, um, just said she she didn't know if she believed in marriage anymore that mm-hmm. she just you know she looked at her parents and she thought you know my parents were committed to each other they were committed to marriage and then something went wrong um and so she posed this question to me so how can anyone be sure how can anyone be mm-hmm. sure going into marriage that it's going to last um and uh being a volunteer youth leader at that time i did what all good volunteer youth <laughs> leaders do which is i said let me ask john avery and then i'll get back to you <laughs> Um, so I did. I went to John Avery and I was like, ah, how do I answer this question? Um, and he just said something that has stuck with me. I shared that with this student who is now married, by the way, and doing awesome. great. Um, but I shared that with this student, but it's also stuck with me. You know, I just said, I mean, do, do they just do, do we just make up our minds that we're going to stay committed to our marriage? Mm. And he said, you make up your mind to stay anchored to God's word. Mm. That's what you commit to. Mm. Um, and everything else, marriage included, mm. falls into place. Um, mm. And I just think that uh, that came to mind when Don was saying that, yeah. or this was an example of that, where, you know, yeah, I mean, marriage is hard. <laughs> yeah. And you don't know what's going to come your way. You don't know the, the trials that are going to mm-hmm. face you in, in life ever, but especially in marriage. Um, and so, to, to put our faith in, we're going to, you know, hang on to this and we're going to make this marriage work mm-hmm. no matter what. I mean, there's value in that, I think, but underlying that, that just that foundation that yeah. we're going to remain anchored to God's word. It's yeah. dependent on his word and his character and understanding yeah. that, yes, yeah. he is there for our good. Right. And, you know, what our good looks like might not be what we think, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is ultimately for his purposes and his good. And, you know, there's the, the constant theme of this dependency and faith and resting in his word that keeps hitting me mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks. And I don't know why it's mm-hmm. just, but you know how God does that yeah. sometimes where yeah. he's like, okay, I need, I'm losing sight now. I need to get back into his word and mm-hmm. be reminded of those truths regularly because yeah. I can well, forget. And recognizing yeah. our weaknesses is a strength. And I loved how Don, yeah. he yeah. just yep. brought that home mm-hmm. over and over again. And uh, that's what these little four creatures did. They, they turned their limits, their limitations into strengths that was for their well-being and livelihood. And um, I, 
I'm reading this book, and I mentioned it a couple weeks ago again, but um, the, this book, Gentle and Lowly, by Dane Ortland, and um, the, it's centered on the verse from Matthew 11:29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, which, mm. I mean, here Jesus is just like these little creatures who are, are lowly and gentle, and, um, and he, he writes in this chapter, um, talking about how God's ways are not our ways. His ways are so mm. much higher. And I just wanted to share what he, what he says about this. And uh, he says, because although his ways are higher than our ways, the way in which his thoughts are higher than ours is that we do not realize just how low he delights to come. As we read a few chapters later in Isaiah, thus says the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly, and to revive the heart of the contrite. And that's from Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen. Where is the heart of God, the unspeakably exalted one, naturally drawn, according to Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen? to the lowly. When Jesus showed up 700 years after Isaiah prophesied and revealed his deepest heart as gentle and lowly, he was proving once and for all that gentle lowliness is indeed where God loves to dwell. It is what he does. It is who he is. His ways are not our ways. Hmm. And I thought that was so powerful because our world speaks just the opposite. Our world speaks of us to be powerful and strong and have all the pomp and circumstances. But here we have Jesus who is gentle and lowly, and that's where his heart mm. is. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what a beautiful thing when we declare and confess our dependence on him, our, our, our lack of self, and ultimately dying to ourself and living in the fullness of who he is. And Don didn't get too much into it, but we say this enough at FBC, and it's through the power of the Spirit. Absolutely. That we're able to do that. Yeah. And, and it's through looking at Christ as our example and through the indwelling Holy Spirit that we have that's enabling us to live out these things. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's so critical as well. And I, I we typically, Suzanne, I'm looking to you now, because we sometimes will ask the pastor, was there anything on the cutting room floor that you didn't get to? Was there anything that like you just wanted to elaborate more on. So let me ask you a slightly different question. Is there anything that, that seemed a little like head scratcher? Oh, he said something that I need to go look up and do some of my own homework to find out, okay, what is really going on here? Is there something like that that hit you? Yeah, you know, it's interesting in verse uh, 28 um, where it talks about the lizard or in some versions, I think it says the spider, some translations. <laughs> um, and so I, I thought it was interesting. I wasn't sure what um, translation he was teaching from, um, but his version said something along the lines of they skillfully grasp with their hands, um, meaning the the creature itself, whether it's a mm -hmm. lizard or a spider or whatever. I think the New King's James Version says that. Yeah, King, so I looked yeah. him up because uh, we, we uh, I think Barry had NASB, I was reading out of e ESV, uh -huh. um, and in those versions it, it it, the pronoun is different, so it says you can hold them in your hands. Hmm. Um, and so I just, I was curious about that. I, I don't know, I, I get kind of 
overly interested in translation. <laughs> words. Words matter. Sometimes, yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a word girl, so yeah. Um, so I, I kind of wanted to look into it. So I, I was like, okay, so what's the difference? And, and why do some translations have it a different way? And so, yeah, it looks like King James and New King James have it um, the way Don was was reading it. And then most of the other translations I could find have it the other way. Um, you can hold them in your hands. And so I was curious about that. But interestingly, as I was looking up commentaries, most of the commentaries explained the verse the way Don had explained it. As a um, lizard. As a lizard, and mm-hmm. that the, the grasping that's happening is the creature, not somebody holding mm-hmm. them in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was interesting that some mm-hmm. of the translations have it the, the other way. Um, and then it started to talk a lot about the pronoun being ambiguous, and so I started to glaze over and, you know, <laughs> think about TV. But, um, <laughs> so I didn't go too, too deep into that, but I just thought it was interesting. And really, you know, either way, I think the point is the same. You know, whether we're saying that... Um, the spiders grasp with skillfully with their hands that they're using their skills. Or if you look at the other translation, where they're so small and, and insignificant in a way that we can hold them in our hands. Either way, the point is the same. They live in king's palaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that idea that we can make an impact, a big impact mm-hmm. in the kingdom, um, whether, being whether purposeful. it's yeah, yeah. being purposeful, exactly. Yeah. Whether it's about mm-hmm. our insignificance or about our skills or whatever, but just being purposeful yeah. about that. So I thought that was, um, that was interesting, but it That's was a neat. little confusing at first. Right. Um, but it is. Well, and if you think about like a spider and a lizard, they both eat like the undesirable insects and stuff like that. So it's not, I, I was telling a, a friend of mine uh, about, I have all these cobwebs on my porch, but I'm like, I like to leave them there because they're catching the mosquitoes and all that. So there's benefit. Yes, there's there's a benefit there. And I found myself looking, I'm like, okay, these are four distinct and different animals that are pointing us in a direction to call us to be more wise in how we live. Mm -hmm. And they're all slightly different. And I could sit there and look at the first one and be like, oh, I'm prepared. I'm a person who is you know, I'm going to store things up. I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, risky in that way. But then you look at other things. Am I cooperative? Well, maybe not. Right. You know, and then you go down the list. And so there's something for everyone here, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And even in different aspects of your life, I think. Too. Yeah. And you so know. you can't just check the box and be like, okay, I'm, I'm good with that. I don't need to learn that lesson. Because there's something for each person. Even if God has gifted you in a capacity to be prepared, there, you can still learn from that. If God has gifted you in a capacity to to be cautious like a rock mm-hmm. badger you know then maybe you need to step out and and be a little more purposeful in your life and so how can you how can you balance right, those right. things to where you say the full perspective of god's character and what he's teaching us through this passage for us to apply it mm-hmm. and that and that's what i love about this sermon is because heavy in applications mm-hmm. and don gave great stories mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, and it all points to our creator, the one who made us this way, who's uniquely designed each one of us, just like uh, I'm, like what you were saying earlier, Suzanne, just with teaching our kids, just uh, it is amazing to think of all of the different in- intricacies of the design of one human anatomy, animal anatomy, all of creation. It's just, it blows my mind. And to think that he's also designed us uniquely uh, to fulfill these purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, But as these four creatures show us, it's their weaknesses, uh, their limitations 
that bring out their strengths yep. and mm-hmm. how God's designed them. It's so, amazing. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. And so let's look forward to next week. Don is going to be in the pulpit one last time here at mm-hmm. FBC before he does move. So if you see him and if you connect with him, again, thank him. And uh, I'm sure he's very mixed emotions yeah. in this yes. process. Yeah. Wow. So Don, we'll give you a quick mm-hmm. shout out and thank you again for stepping outside of your Shenandoah church and stepping yes. outside of your moving process to be with us and I'm excited about what wise discernment is going to look like mm-hmm. in our culture today. And mm-hmm. I think we're going to be a little more culture specific in this coming Yeah, and the, I noticed the background of uh, in the sanctuary yeah. upstairs and downstairs yeah. in F3 is all different with the, is it, let's see, wise living in our current culture. Yeah, so a little so, relevancy yeah. there to Winchester, Virginia. And, and how, you know, don't get sucked into our culture, but what does God have to say? Yeah, so awesome. Neat. Well, there's always things to look out for. You know, things are in a little bit of a lull here in FBC for the summer, but that oh, doesn't mean wait. that ministries have stopped. I, you, need to, I need to say something. You were at uh, the baptism yes. service, right? Yes. So we're recording on Monday today. So last night was the baptism service. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. God blessed us with beautiful weather. Yep. There were 11 kids who were baptized and two adults. Um, everyone shared their testimony and their favorite scripture. And it was just beautiful, tearjerker. Mm-hmm. Just like hearing stories Every time. Yeah. is mm-hmm. just, ab- it's amazing. Every story is unique and special. Um, so it was just a huge blessing to be a part of that. And so just celebrating those 11 kids and two adults who, um, publicly profess their yep. faith in Christ. And being outside in creation and yes. enjoying the weather and awesome. enjoying and the fellowship. Party. Were there lizards or ants or? <laughs> there was lightning <laughs> no, that ended up cutting things off. <laughs> but we had like okay. only the last 15 minutes. So, yeah, but well, the, the things to look forward to coming down the road, I just can give teasers for. We have briefly been mentioning it here on this podcast and others, but the overflow focus, be on the lookout for that, what that looks like to apply one another's to our lives and living that out. Look forward to being able to be a part of a community group. If you're not a member of one, start thinking and praying about that because there's going to be signups and opportunities to get plugged into a community group here in the fall. And then all ministries are going to kick off early September and uh, and be rolling so i'm excited about just having a little bit of downtime with vacation and resting every now and then and then trust me ministry doesn't stop around here so <laughs> keep uh keep praying for the church and the leadership of the church and the direction that that god is leading them and go to the website for all things fbc fbcva.life and for us um, slash podcasts continue to contribute we love questions we love hearing from you guys getting feedback um, and just deep hitting kind of thought provoking questions if something's hitting you we can approach it and we don't have a pastor here today but we'll still attempt to at least do what Suzanne did and go straight to one for an answer right? <laughs> yes because right. so, everything you read on the internet is true right? oh, of course. <laughs> just absolutely <look> <laughs> Well, the fact of the matter, guys, is that sermons are not meant just to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. So until next week, much love and God bless.